I truly feel that when a woman feels safe, she feels cherished and she feels love. She is naturally going to lean into her feminine because she knows intuitively this man got her. Welcome to the flow era, the podcast that helps ambitious women tap into their inner magic and harness feminine energy. I'm your host Chica, and I want you to join me each week as I talk about leveling up our self-love, feeling empowered in dating, setting boundaries and embracing our true feminine essence. I hope that together we can find more balance, joy, and community. So grab your journal, cozy up with some tea, and welcome to this safe space as you get into your flow era. Welcome back, ladies. I'm thrilled to connect with you beautiful beings again. Today is a very special show because we're doing a deep dive Q&A to address some of your biggest questions around embracing feminine energy, love, dating, relationships, and more. I asked the women in my softness community to share their top struggles when it comes to awakening their inner feminine. You all delivered such thoughtful questions. There was actually so many questions that I am considering doing a regular Q&A episode every month because the questions I feel can apply to so many of you ladies in the community. And I personally feel that when I review other podcasts talking about dating and feminine energy, not many of them do Q&A. So I want to add this to a regular segment. So whether you're looking to attract more love, succeed in your business or career, heal your inner child, or just feel more confident in your skin, we got you. Get ready for real talk, vulnerability, sharing, and my best guidance for flourishing in your feminine power. This is going to be a jam-packed with Jewel Wisdom episode. All right, let's dive into question one. How do you get your ex back after breaking up? This is the fourth one. Okay, so first of all, In this question, I think this is really important, is that I know there's so many coaches out there that teach ladies how to get back to their ex. Like, I know coaches that that's their whole thing, right? Personally, I don't believe in it. I feel that there are some reasons why you may want to get back to an ex. It could be because maybe you guys were both young, you didn't know better, Or it could be just the timing was off and the person was not necessarily a bad person, but the timing just wasn't on your side. And in those two instances, go for it, right? And see if you can get back with your ex. In this specific question, what I actually hear is that we have been in this cyclical toxic relationship for probably many years, right? And we keep coming back together and then we break apart. And so I think the first question you have to ask yourself is that why do you keep going back into a toxic relationship? What about you, right? Because at the end of the day, you can't control the other person. You can control you, your feelings, and how you connect with someone. Why do you feel so compelled to come back to this person? What about this person do you want to keep trying again, especially if after four times it has not worked? Clearly, there's a sign that either 
this the guy needs healing he needs therapy you probably need healing and therapy and there seems to be a huge mismatch in communication because most often communication is a huge implication of why this relationship is not working so i think these are some of the things you need to ask yourself why do i keep coming back to this person what about him is so special and why don't i have enough self-worth to walk away and get someone that will actually affirm me, love me, and make me feel like I am the queen I am, right? And so I think those are kind of the things. Of course, I believe that coaching is needed, right? Because you really need to get down into the layers around this. And of course, in my show notes, I will have a link to when you can sign up for coaching with me specifically. But I do think there's a lot more layers to this. It's not as simple as it may seem. So that is question number one. Let's get to question number two. Ooh, this is a good one. And I noticed in my Instagram channel, people can put hearts around a question they really liked. And this one had the highest amount of likes. So it is how to not seem dominating to men without losing my true self. Ooh, this is a really good one. So there's a couple of things I feel there's two sides to this. So number one is that if you feel that you have to constantly step in, be in your masculine, constantly control the situation, there could be a scenario where that man is not stepping up in order for you to lean back, right? I I truly feel that when a woman feels safe, she feels cherished and she feels loved, she is naturally going to lean into her feminine because she knows intuitively this man got her, right? And so I do feel there's an element of if you're with a man and you constantly feel like I'm on fire, I have to step up, I have to do this. I literally have a video talking about this woman who said if she is with someone who's not stepping up, she's going to step in and do what needs to be done. And I feel that as ladies, as we're vetting, right, we need to ask ourselves, what type of man is he? Is he a provider? And I don't mean provider financially. I mean, as the mindset, will he figure things out? If he's at the bottom, will he get back up again? Right. And these are some of the quality traits that you need to look for. Is he an alpha? Not every man's alpha, though, and you don't need to be with the alpha, but it helps to further understand the psychology of that man. I think the other thing is, is he a leader? Is he going to naturally step in and help with things, do things? Is he going to problem solve? Is it always, is he always relying on you to do, do, to do the problem solving? Right. And so I think all of these things is an element of helping you vet and helping you to put yourself in a position where you don't feel like you have to be dominating. I feel that when you are put in that position as a woman, because we like to get things done, we're going to become dominating, but there's the other side. And ladies, I admit, this is where I was at, (laughs) right? So I had a huge issue with control. It's probably my number one flaw. My, you know, when they say on Instagram, my toxic trait, my toxic trait is control, right? And I had to unlearn all that. And I realized through therapy that the reason why control was important to me was because when my parents got a divorce and we're going to have a whole conversation breaking this down because it really did impact me and my journey. But when my parents divorced, I did not feel like I had control. 
Everything was chaotic. It was way out of my hands. I literally felt like a helpless child because I was. And I feel that I carry that into my adulthood. So even today with my husband, the biggest issues we used to have was around me feeling like I need to be in control, stepping in, even when he was doing the things or even when he was stepping up because he is a natural leader and he does execute and he likes to get things done. Despite all that, that control, it was... It was heavy in me and I, I had to arrest it literally. So I do feel that many of us, especially if you are an ambitious woman and I know you're an ambitious woman because you're listening to this podcast, but you're ambitious, you're high achieving, you're killing it in your career. You got your business, you got the things you're most likely will have elements of control. And it's like, well, if it's not in my control, it's not working. It's not happening. Right. And so that is something that I feel needs to be worked through and therapy. Right. I feel that therapy is a great place <laughs> you know, to start as far as helping you get through that control issue and also coaching as well. I, I feel that one or the other, I think that will help you with that specific question. Now, the next question was also Another question that a lot of women liked in the softness community, how to make your tribe in your thirties. And I know all about this ladies because I'm 35 and I'm at an interesting pivotal point because I feel that when women hit certain milestones, the dynamic of friendship can change. And especially if in your thirties, a lot of your friends are getting married, your friends are having kids. They might be on the second, third, fourth child. They are becoming executives. They are starting their own businesses. There's so many life changes happening. And I feel that it actually changes the dynamic of your friends, right? People you used to be close to, maybe because they're busy, you're busy, you're in two different places in the world. You just don't have the time as you used to in your 20s to hang with them. And I also think there's this interesting transition that happens in your 30s where in your 20s, you're in college, getting out of college, and you're still in this mode of like, party, 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 let's go out, let's be on the scene. I'm the it girl, we're the it girls, we're the hot girls, hot girl summer, every summer. When you hit your 30s, it's a little bit measured and slower. And I got responsibilities. And I'm now taking care of my home and my children and my family, my husband. Like, it, it, it's a shift. And I do feel that you need different friends for different seasons. I do feel that there's going to be friends who just are with you all through life. My best friend, shout out to Roxy. She's been with me since high school, right? And we have been able to weather through the changes in our life. And it's interesting because she got married way earlier than me and we were able to weather that, right? But I think because both of us have adjusted to the pace of friendship and how we interact and connect, right? But I do feel that there's some friends who were great for that season and that is fine. And I, I feel like that's the biggest issue around the tribe is that some of us are holding on to people that no longer serve us. We're, we're holding on to them and all the signs are clear and all, you know, the, the flags are there. <laughs> you're seeing the red flags and you're holding on to this person. And unfortunately they no longer serve you in this new season in your life. And I feel that's a lesson I had to learn 
that it's okay to let go of that person and it's okay and also to not say oh we broke up or we're no longer friends but hey I'm just not their first person anymore. I'm not the first person they're calling anymore. I'm, we're in two different seasons right now. Maybe she's going faster, I'm going slower. For whatever reason, our seasons are not aligned. And also understanding that maybe sometimes you'll get back into season with them, or you may never get back into season. I, I think it's, it's important to understand all those nuances, but I will leave you with this, right? When you're looking for your tribe, understand all these nuances understand that your tribe may not all know each other but they serve different purposes for you and the first question you have to ask yourself is in this season what do I need what type of support do I need how does a friend show up for me and how does that help me along my journey right and how can I pour back into the friend what type of friend am I right I'm the type of friend I'm not the text friend that's not me. I'm not going to be texting you all day, but if you call me, I will sit on the phone with you for hours. I'm going to be with you, right? I'm going to stay with you. If you need help, if you need support, I will be the friend to fly somewhere, right? And so I think you need to reflect on what you need, reassess the type of people around you, and really ask yourself truthfully, Does do these people in my current tribe, do they serve me? Are they helpful for this season? Where do I need growth? Where are the opportunities? Just ask yourself all those questions. And I think it's something to reflect on. It's not a straightforward answer, but I do feel that in your 30s, there's a lot more of understanding just where you are as a person. So that was that was an amazing question. And I, I feel like it actually deserves its own episode around friendship because quite a number of you ladies ask that. And the last question and again, this is interesting because it's kind of a part two to the first question. How to handle loneliness on the feminine journey? I have very few female friends. So again, first step is to always do an assessment of self. Why don't I have female friends? What has happened? Did I have them and lose them along the way? There seems to be a disconnect. I'll never forget when I had my first life coach and we were just going down into different things. And mind you, I was like a tech bro at this point. Like all my mentors were men, right? Because I was, I was in tech and that's really what I saw around me, especially being in Lagos, Nigeria. And she said, you know, it's interesting when we talked about your friendships and your mentorships with men and women, with women, it seemed a bit different. And she was essentially implying there seemed to be a disconnect and almost there's at the time I just had an interesting relationship with my female friends. I, I, for some reason, maybe I didn't feel that they could support me because if I, if I think about the type of friends I had in my twenties, it was different for what I needed at that moment. Right. And so she challenged me to ask myself, okay, why do you have those that reaction when it comes to your female friends and really look at among your 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 women around you and ask yourself how can i strengthen those friendships right so you may be shocked that you have someone around you or two or three people around you who have reached out to you who have 
look to be your friend and maybe you just shun them or you didn't give them enough attention or time. You have to water friendship, right? You have to nurture them. You can't just expect friends to be there forever and ever. There, there's, there has to be a receptive energy, right? And there has to be a giving energy. It has, it has to flow both ways. So I definitely feel that that's where you could first start. The second thing is I do feel that because so many women are on this feminine energy journey, as much as there's a huge amount of women on it, I feel on the other side, interestingly enough, there's a lot of ladies who are opposed to it, that don't get it, that don't understand it. And that's why I can feel lonely. I'll say for myself, how I started was simply joining a feminine energy Facebook group. And unfortunately it's no longer there today, but just being in this online community, I was like, okay, there's other women like me. They're asking the same questions. We're all on this journey together. I don't feel stupid here because I can just be my true self. And that's where I started. I just literally joined the online community. I found this woman on YouTube. I resonated with her message and I joined her Facebook. And that was the beginning of my journey. And then when I got on Clubhouse, I started talking about it, right? Just being open. And that's actually how I grew a community of over 170,000 ladies on the Divine Feminine Clubhouse community because I just honestly went on there and said, hey, this is what I'm interested in. This is my journey. What are you ladies doing? And I started to connect with other ladies who were also on their journey as well. So you could start online. And the good news is, is that we are actually going to start the softness community, right? It's going to be a membership community because so many people are looking for other people who are on the journey and they don't want to be lonely, right? So we are going to start that next year. So stay tuned for more information. I'll also have a link to the wait list so that if you want to stay updated on when this is going to launch, in my show notes, you will see a link to join the softness community. So those were all the questions that we have for this episode. And because like I said, it was so popular, I'm going to make sure that this is a reoccurring regular episode here on the flow era. And also remember, I have a feminine energy checklist that you can start today. It is free. All you got to do is click the link in my show notes of the feminine energy checklist and you will be part of starting the feminine energy journey. It's with small steps and it's ongoing. And also ladies, remember whenever you're in doubts, right? Remember you are a woman in her flow era. I cannot wait to connect with you next week.